We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people. To find that site, go ahead and click details and scroll to the bottom. You'll see the link to our Patreon site. Hello, friends. Okay, I'm going to read a review on our Facebook page of The Betrayed, The Addicted and the Expert. And this is from um, A Once Addicted. The atmosphere of the videos discuss the dynamics of the entire relationship and don't dwell on simply defining the problem. The focus is on restoration. Mm. I liked that. A little different. So you can watch on our YouTube, our live recording of these, because we don't Mm -hmm. edit the podcast. You can also, on our YouTube page, if you subscribe to either, you're going to see some extra content from Brandon and from Kobe and I as well. There's a ton of content on there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, awesome. I I like that word restoration. Mm. That's really really cool and it's 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 what we're talking about today um it, uh, how often do you guys hear from people how long is this going to take when are we done do you mean like Weekly. what do i got to do to get done how, how often did i ask that question <laughs> <laughs> i i really did ask that question how many sessions will this take and so we're done yeah so it's it's kind of embedded in in our our culture and the way we think it's I have a problem. I'm going to go somewhere where they're experts. I'm going to pay them. Um, and then they're going to tell me what to do. And then this is going to get fixed. Um, and, and the, you know, you were, Kobe was just talking about a physical therapist uh-huh. and recovery is not surgery. It's not, you go into, uh, s- uh, somewhere, they cut you open, they fix the problem. And then all of a sudden it's yeah, good. you're good. It's more like, physical therapy, right? Yeah, I don't want to yeah. steal your analogy, no, no, no. Kobe. It's, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that, but I think just the thought came to my head is, guys, culturally, think about how, like, how did we come to this, To the, how did I come to this to this question? How did you come to this question, Ashlyn? How is this question on people's minds? Um, and, and culturally, if you think about this, right, um, there is, like, for instance, in academics, in school, there's this impending test this final, this class right. you've got to be able to take. And you just got to endure it, endure it, endure it, endure it, endure it. Okay, when is it done? Okay, it's done. Good, the semester's finished. Okay, good. That's but over with, That's a right? great analogy. It's like, and, and, and think about sporting, like any kind of sport. There's always a clock. you got to just endure time But, but with, the, with the test analogy in school, what really matters? What are we after? We're after learning. Right. We're not after passing the test to get the grade. Yeah. Uh, we think that we are. Yeah. But ultimately, the point of going to school is to learn and to grow. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people in their mind, they, they apply that same logic to recovery. Is that the point? I, I worked with this guy years ago, and his, his ecclesiastical leader gave him very specific things that he needed to do in order to, to be okay, basically. And it was like, finish this workbook and go to this group and so he was in one of my groups and it was like, hey, can we hurry through this workbook so that I can, yeah. you know, so can we do this? Can we do that so that I can be okay now? And, uh, and I'm like, whoa, like this isn't doing you any good. Yeah. 
um, your the the point, you know, the healing process is organic and it's it grows. It, yeah. It it's not something that we checklist our way through, and then all of a sudden, boom, voila, you're better. Yeah. So it is a process. And, and I have to say this, even without recovery, this is a question I asked before recovery. So when we were going to traditional therapists, we didn't know really what the problem was, just that we weren't getting along. And I was like, okay, well, I think we get this many sessions with our insurance, so we need to make sure that we're done by this time. And we weren't done. Right. <laughs> I think our therapist was like, um, I think she just said, just keep coming and we'll, we'll kind of gauge where we're at that, but it's hard to say you're going to be done or you're going to graduate right. or right. whatever your therapist might say. Right. I was just talking to, um, a therapist here at my clinic and he's, he's a really cool guy and he's, he's kind of coined the phrase emotional fitness. And hmm. what he was saying is, you know, there's things you can do every day. Um, where that if you do these things daily, then you can guard against depression and anxiety and, and you think, you know, Ashlyn, your, your platform about fitness, wh when do you arrive? When are you at the, at the light at the end of the tunnel with fitness? Never. I, that's why yeah. I say, guys, are you going to follow me till I'm 80? Because I'm still going to be doing this. Right. You have to keep <laughs> d consistently working on it and doing yeah. it. Now, one day, all of a sudden you have a six pack. And, and it's like, whoa, like it's, and it doesn't just happen overnight, but it's like, I'm seeing results from my mm -hmm. daily consistent effort. consistent effort in this process of being healthy. And it feels good to get those results. And I like what I'm seeing, but I've got, if you, if you just like, oh, I got my six pack now, now, now it's time to drink beer and like, <laughs> uh, like hang out and I've, do, I've arrived, I've arrived, then goodbye to that six pack. Right. Yeah. Well, just, it's the same thing with recovery. So I had this giant taco salad. Last <laughs> like I have to show you a picture, Brandon. It was seriously go to look on my Instagram. I thought legit. It was some kind of like spoof. It was like it, this, the, it, it was, it was like it was the, the 10 pound burrito that someplace has. You're like, totally triggering my food addiction. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so I it ate was this incredible looking. giant taco, right? I have a six pack, but I ate this giant taco right. at night. So I go and try on my new swimsuit I ordered and I look pregnant, you know, I'm like <laughs> awesome. You're like bloated because you just ate this huge taco salad. Right. So it's this whole idea, I think, um, in that idea of fitness is I have to see the good every day. I have to count it in different ways. Right. And and see, like maybe take progress pictures or weigh in or, or say, hey, um, I can do five more push-ups this week than I could last week. It's so many different metrics of, Absolutely. of staying in the game and saying, I am making progress, even though I ate this giant taco that makes me look pregnant. Which is okay. Super like, yeah. funny. So, so you enjoy that taco yeah. or you make a mistake in recovery or whatever, but you, you get back right there and you're engaged in the process. My yeah. favorite thing with um, helping women is when they have this fight or they feel triggered and they are able to discuss it with their spouse and learn from it. Yes. And look back and say, wow, we, instead of being so hard and, and we've, I can't believe we're fighting about this. And I thought we were better than this and we know more. They're saying, you know what? Look at how we showed up differently. Yeah. That's a great point, Ashlyn, because what, what you didn't say there was that they never have a fight. 
Oh my gosh. That like they've arrived and everything's bliss all the time. What they, what they've learned in the recovery process is we're, is how to deal with the bumps in the road, how to deal with life stru- struggles. Those things are going to keep coming in life. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're humble, when you're honest, when you can surrender, when you can tolerate pain in your life and really that's what recovery is all about, believe it or not. It's about not just tolerating pain, but accepting it and um, learning from it, having gratitude for it. And as you can do that, then you're you're not going to have a need to numb out. You're not going to have a need to control, and you can work through the hard stuff. So, he- healing or recovery is not not having hard stuff in your life, right? Did that make sense? That was like a double negative, <laughs> yeah, right. If you want something great, it usually is going to be hard. Yeah. Right. If you want to, and, and I, I think the other part of this too, that that's, uh, that are, that society, um, that culturally we are um, not conditioned to, but the, the cultural norms of academics, of, um, of, you know, profession, work and so forth, sporting events, they all have a time frame. We're all working right. against a clock, right? So it's like, okay, so I graduate from school. It's like, I remember being in school, like doing my, uh, doing my undergraduate work. And it's like, oh my gosh, like how, like it seemed a life age away right. for me, right? And I didn't even do graduate work. Poor Brandon's like, uh, <laughs> weakling. <laughs> but but the, 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 so, so I guess what I'm saying is, is I'm trying to use that as a, as a point to say, we, if you're wondering why I'm like trying to get out of this, why I want to know what, how long it's going to take, why I want to, um, you know, really plow through this and check boxes. Like recovery is not a syllabus, right? There is no syllabus to it with an end point, right? There's not X amount of credits that you've got to be able to have in order to quote unquote graduate, just like you've said. And the, the more that you can keep that front of mind, the easier it's going to get. Now, the analogy that I shared earlier, which you could actually draw from this too, Ashlyn, and share yours is, um, I work one-on-one with the, with the physical therapist had a great, great conversation this week. And there's so many, there's like <laughs> the parallels with his job versus recovery are, are just baffling how close they are. So um, let's just take, for example, Ashlyn, um, what after you, okay, so you had L, uh, let's see, S1, L, L5S1 fusion, Yes. right? Like 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it was longer than that. Um, and when, after you had that, what were some of the questions or before you actually, before you scheduled your, your surgery, what were some of the questions that you had? So for those of you that don't know, um, he's talking about her back. Yes. Oh, did I, oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I have a fused back. Yeah. Yeah. And L5S1. Yeah. Sorry. That's like, <laughs> I went through three <laughs> years of, um, trying not to have surgery, doing all the other things. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally had surgery, I, w- I made the doctor for 40 minutes, explain to me what the actual process is going to look like, um, recovery time, um, that. Okay. When I could work out. When, like, you wanted to know time frames as to when it was going to be okay, right? Yeah. Because working out is like, it, it's just as much a part of you as, as like, the, the kids are. But, but. You would schedule. <laughs> that might be a little extreme. I know. It's like I don't think I'm that Ashlyn's eye roll a little <laughs> no, bit there. That's funny. But, yeah. Okay, but you know, you, you just you want to you want to work out. But we had scheduled a trip before. We had a trip scheduled before you had surgery scheduled, and so we we went to 
Yes, I remember. I'm okay. trying to see where you're going with this. So what I'm asking you is what were some of the questions that you asked the doctor about the trip that was scheduled after your surgery? I never told him about it. He still Fibs. doesn't know I went to Fibs. Europe. Fibs. I wasn't supposed to. Seriously? Yeah, so where are you going with this? So, okay, but here, here's the point, Ashlyn, is you were asking the question to me, like, wait, I'm going to have surgery, and then six weeks later, five weeks later? Five weeks. Then Ashlyn, we went in this... A this Ashlyn, you didn't tell the doctor because you were afraid he was going to say no? Yes, <laughs> and I was going to Europe. So we go five weeks later, and th really the instruction was, and I don't know where you got that, but it's like you just can't lift anything. I think that was no, just was, like the general instruction, right, right? Six weeks, I needed to just walk a lot and not lift anything over five pounds. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to have a backpack. I'm not going to have a purse. I'm not going to carry my own luggage. Right. And I'm going to walk a lot. That's I can do that. Totally. Okay. So the point with that is, is that... And sitting on a plane for 10 hours is really good for your back. Super, yeah. right? Super anyway, the most cozy coach seats there ever were. We're not going to tell the doctor fresh. about that one, right? <laughs> Which is probably like the worst case scenario, right? Of all the things you did. But, uh, but by the way, Ashton, your recovery was, seemed so fast. It was. He, it was incredible. My doctor ended up screaming down the hall like, what are you doing? You're healing so fast. Yeah. Like, no. yeah. And it's yeah. partly, I took care of myself before surgery. Yeah. It's awesome. Anyway. The the whole where am I going with all this yes. is that um, it's super supernatural for all of us when we are ailing to say how long is this going to take, mm. and um, if we go to that place, it's natural to go to that place. But what my point is, is when we when we go to when we view recovery in the same way that we um, view school or we view those other things, then we put ourselves into this place where we want to accelerate healing that can't be accelerated well and as you said that i'm thinking the other part of it is i wanted to know when i was healed so that i could get back to my life before and what the honest truth of it is my life isn't the same as it was before right That's true because i am a little more limited now it's different and i have yeah. to listen to my body more now and so it's the same with recovery yeah. although you're not always in therapy and you're not always in the hard stuff your life is different. You know right. more, and you're in that growth mindset. Right. Different, but better. Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, and and that's that's kind of the the point with this is is like the parallels is like I I asked this this uh, this guy that I work with. I said, and he again, he's a physical therapist. Is how often do you get people coming in saying, okay, when is this going to stop hurting? When can I go back to my normal activities? He's like daily, and it's like why why do people? I said, why do people ask that question? And he's like. Hmm. Well, he's like, a lot of people are like, look, I've got this, um, I've got kids at home and my wife is like totally tired of taking care of the kids because I'm in, unable to help like physically with the kids and, you know, or I've got a job that I've got to get back to and, you know, I can't, I can't stay on disability this long. I've got to get back to work. And he's like, so the, the, I said, well, what's wrong with that? He's like, well, people are just you know, they're, they're fatigued and tired of the inconvenience and the, and the, and kind of the pain that they feel in life in general because of what this what this physical ailment is 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 uh, and physical therapy is uncomfortable yeah <laughs> and, it, and it requires pain and it requires stretching and it requires trust and time and and consistent effort at home just as much as it is in the clinic True. to be able to do that and and i said okay so how so so how do you explain to these people um why they have to be okay with being in discomfort and how do you explain to them um, why it's important that they 
go through this this painful process and you know he just is like well that's if, if they want if they don't want to come see me in six months then this is what they've got to be able to do in order for their body to really heal so how crazy is how crazy alike is that 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 um when i say i want to just get through this when i say i'm over this and i've said that recently like oh my gosh i've found more empty buckets oh my gosh i'm just so tired of being broken or having empty buckets i guess but when i do that it's like uh, what i'm saying is is i'm tired of being uncomfortable i'm tired of being stretched and i just want to like warp like in Super Mario Brothers from 3.1 world 3.1 to world 7.1 because I'm so tired of the journey that it takes to get there. So I was I went to my my brother's a therapist. <clears throat> He's an incredible therapist. Does exactly what I do. He's awesome. And uh, I he presented at a conference this last weekend. Which by the way, and I heard that he was the best speaker. Oh, I love I love it. He he's amazing. And uh, I, it was really good. And I mean, you are his older brother, though. I'm his younger brother. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Sorry, that. Sorry, dude. Yeah. I was trying, I was trying so. to tee you up. <laughs> he's, ama- he's amazing, but uh, I'm amazing, too. So, <laughs> um, so I go to his thing, and um, it went really well. And he had this, like, a bunch of groupies around him afterwards, like all these people talking to him and asking him questions about recovery and stuff. And uh, I was talking to him on the phone later that day, and he was saying, well, if I only do this in my business, or once I do that, or once I, you know, how, and, I, and he was kind of saying, you know, once this happens then, and I just, I stopped him for a minute, and I was like, just stop for a second. Like, you are doing it. Like, you're, you're in it right now. In the present, you're, you're, you're killing it. You're helping people. You're, you're engaged in life. Like, be grateful for... I said, look what you did today. It's pretty incredible. You helped a lot of people today by, by the message that you gave them. And so instead of constantly being in the future of, of how things need to be so that you can one day arrive, I think we need to stop and take a look at right where we're at and be grateful for the process. I met with a client yesterday who, um, three years ago when I met him, he was, he was just shame. He was, his, his addiction was running wild. His marriage was a mess. And uh, I met with him and he has some stuff he's working through. And, but he is like so different than he was three years ago. And, you know, day in, day out, you don't really see it. It's like your kids growing up, you know, you look at their pictures and it's like, how'd that happen? <laughs> yes. What? You're so different. And um, so you don't really see it. But when you think about the process and you look back, it's like, oh, oh my goodness. And it parallels, um, have you guys heard of the hero's journey? I haven't. Joseph Campbell. You should really look it up. Um, is it a book? It's a, is it a yeah, there is a book. So there's a book called The Monomyth, A Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell. Um, and he's kind of a philosopher and he talks about, you know, you think about um, every Disney movie, every, um, like every every story, you know, Hunger Games and Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, they all kind of follow a similar outline. And what it is is that, you know, like Frodo, where does Frodo live, Kobe? He lives in the Shire. The Shire, right? So Frodo, I'm not going to tell... to be I'm specific. Not, I'm not going to really tell the whole out. story of Lord of the Rings or we'll be here for a long time. <laughs> but um, he's, he's kicking it in the Shire, right? He's yeah. doing his thing. All of a sudden this adventure comes, this crazy, scary, hard, difficult thing comes. 
and he goes through this whole adventure and his life is threatened and it's 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 just really challenging and then he ends up right back in the shire again and but now that he's in the shire again his perspective is so different he views the world different now his wisdom is there his knowledge is there so life is kind of the same as it was before he left on this huge adventure but everything that happens to him in his life is now a little bit different right yeah and that's how recovery gets is you 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 do go through things you work through things but as you start to get up and out of the addiction and this is both for the betrayed and the addicted then you you start to gain this this gratitude and this appreciation and this element of surrender in your life that that you might still live in your same house you might still have your same friends you might have all these same things but everything there's just more peace does that does that make sense yes. wow that really it's, speaks to me for me i'm like visualizing the lenses right that we have in life and we've just gained more lenses that are beneficial exactly and and, and without without the challenge without the struggle you wouldn't have gained those yeah. right so um r- you know recovery is is a, is a blessing and i just it, it really does cause problems if you focus way too much on the light at the end of the tunnel yeah. and look around and, and see this beautiful tunnel that you're in. Um, I, I have this picture in my office that says uh, the tunnel, you know, sometimes the tunnel is more beautiful than the light at the end of it. And it's this picture of these trees growing up over a road and creating this tunnel. And it's this beautiful tunnel of, of trees. And, you know, if you get to the light at the end of the tunnel, that's kind of boring. Now you're just kind of, what do you what do you do there? Now you've arrived, right? Yeah. Um, so you got to find a new tunnel to jump into. So okay. So I have a question. Super good. Um, one that we've been getting a lot lately. Well, what if I'm the only one working recovery? How does this fit into my life? So, um, I'm I'm glad you brought this up, Ashlyn. There is this thing where one person in the relationship um, can start to progress faster than the other. We've yeah. had those moments even, and as we've worked recovery, even separately, but together. Now, as I say that, if you're, if you automatically go like, oh yeah, that's me and my spouse is, then you might want to check <laughs> out where your pride is and <laughs> where you really are in your you recovery. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what will happen, and this is the beauty of it, and I love it. So if, if you go work your recovery, um, and, and it's not your happiness and your growth and your peace and your new paradigm of life. Um, it's not dependent on your spouse working their recovery. So move forward, um, gain that awareness, gain that peace. Sure, the the relationship is painful, and there's going to be some friction there because as you move forward and you want deeper trust and deeper intimacy Mm. and real safety in the relationship, if you realize that you can't get it with them, um, that's hard. At the same time, you'll be more accepting of where they're at, more empathetic of where they're at, and you'll be able to be boundaried on your own as you move forward. So, um, yeah, it, your your recovery is not dependent upon your spouse and, in any way. And I have to say, all three of us work with people who are in relationships, separated and divorced. Absolutely. and Or remarried even. And so it, it really doesn't matter what your exact situation is the answer is the same just focus on you i think ashlyn why i think one reason why you brought this up is and i'm so glad you did 
is we think that the that the arrival point is when the relationship is really, really good. Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah. Like once we get good in the relationship, then we're, we're fine, right? That's not the end destination here. Um, that, that could be a, a, a positive consequence of both of you working your recovery. But, but divorce might be your final destination because you've gotten so healthy. I, I know that sounds backwards, um, but because you've gotten so healthy and you know who you are and you're aware of what your truths are, you might end up divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not, you know, where that road is leading you, it, it, there's not a perfect answer at the end of that, right? I agree. We, had, we met with the, the Weavers this week who they shared a video like ours except her story is different. Um, she got divorced and right. has gotten remarried. And um, it's it's been an interesting thing to watch. I mean, they're overwhelmed, just like we were with people reaching out saying, okay, now how, how can I get the same help that you have? Right. And it's ironic. The answers are the same. Yeah, yeah. From her or from even, me. Even <laughs> though the outcomes were a little bit totally different. Totally different, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me just comment real quickly on the maybe the complacency piece where there's I, I, for a long time, I would cyclically um, kind of focus more um, to try to, to, I would white knuckle it a little bit more, um, squeeze a little bit harder um, in, in um, recovery to yield more sobriety, thinking that was the key. But then, but, but what happened was, is, is that would often come on the heels of a relapse and I'd be so far in the red and and we actually lived in the red, like we li- lived in what, like. What do you mean lived so in the if, red? If, if if we if we look at like a P and L, like a profit and loss right. statement, um, being in the red means like you have like debt, right? right? You're you're in the hole, and being in the black means it's your cash flowing. Right. And we would we lived in the red for so long that and and, and you're talking about on an emotional level yes, on in, an, your in your relationship with Ashlyn exactly yeah. that when. Um, when it would be really, really bad, we'd be deep in the red. And then when we would just not <laughs> status quo, avoid it, status would, quo. Yeah, exactly. We would lift up the rug. We'd do some a, a lot of sweeping, or we'd had to upgrade <laughs> just the like, rug and get just a bigger like, one. The debt's there, but you're not doing anything about it. <laughs> we're gonna hide it with another credit card. Yeah, <laughs> like, go get another one. Right. We need yeah. to, we're just the collectors of rugs because we're sweeping everything <laughs> underneath the rugs. But the but literally, when we decided that we would be avoidant enough to this huge problem, then we would kind of creep out of the depths of the red and kind of get to um, uh, a little bit more comfortable or a little less painful um, amount of red. Right. And we would kind of work away towards, towards the black, but, only, but, but here's the interesting thing, is that when things didn't suck as bad, then we both, well, I got complacent, but I was still in the red. And, and there's, there's a, an interesting psychological game with that where we just kind of vacillate between depths of, of, of red. You know, you what? know what I mean? You know what, Kobe? I love this analogy, and it, it's kind of making me sad because I think a lot of... Yeah, it cu- does suck. A lot of, cu- a lot of couples, uh, a lot of couples live this way in the red, and... And to even understand what the black feel, feels like, so to under- I didn't know what it felt like. Yeah, we to, had no idea to have intimacy and passion and and understanding and 
honestly, you say that like individuality my, and what what I thought would be like this is it we've made it is so this much like a an, a half inch of what's happened to us right because I really didn't know that there's so many variations of what healing and happening of could what be like. life could be like I think in this the could black. be a whole topic in and of itself maybe we, we hit it next week yeah. But um, that, yeah, that's a super. So, so again, if you ever wonder why why I get complacent, or you ever wonder why is my partner getting complacent with their recovery, it's because it just sucks a little bit less than 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 it than it, than it did you know two days ago a, a month ago, and then when it, when it doesn't suck as bad, and it's like okay, we still have this issue. It still sucks. We're still in the red. But here's what I want to be able to. Here's what I'm trying to convey. That was that was some of the reasons why complacency took place. However, with with small, consistent effort and with mental focus and a commitment to being uncomfortable and to be stretched and to learn, then you can inch your way to the surface levels of the red and you can get, you can get to, to the black and you yeah. can start developing a positive balance and a profitable uh, emotional balance in your relationship and there's no end to the amount of black right. that you can get. There's no end to the amount of positive marital cash flow that you can develop and build over time. Absolutely. And and that's the piece that we're trying to convey in this. How long is it going to take? It's everybody's journey, and it's all different. And and you're going to ebb and flow. Yes, absolutely, you'll ebb and flow. Yeah. But just like what we talked about, what you mentioned earlier, is like once you get a certain skill set, then it becomes easier to deal with. And now you're Frodo in the Shire yeah. at the end of the journey. Right? It's like, oh, man. Yeah. Exactly. I and know how to handle this. Problems still come up. And, and I assure you of this, like I still, like I said earlier, I just found a couple of other empty buckets that I'm, that I'm dragging around. <laughs> And I'm expecting Ashlyn to fill those. So if you're that partner in in recovery thinking like, why is my, I can't do this without my partner. It's like, let's just be really clear. Both of you have empty buckets that, and neither of you can fill your partner's buckets. Uh, you're responsible for filling your own buckets. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the expert. I'm the therapist, man. The, you know, I've, I, I have all the answers, right? The legend. And me and my wife, we had, I, we had, an amazing month and it was full of ups. It was full of downs. We, but, but there was, it's full of pain. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like I'm working through it. I'm, I'm not immune. I'm nobody's immune to, to that. And if you engage in those things, then you'll grow through, through them. Yeah. Right. So we had an awesome month and it was a hard month. Yep. So I'm super, super sore right now. Cause we just started lifting this week. And when we started, I knew I was going to be this sore. And I complained all week. He's still complaining. I'm still complaining. I did it this morning. <laughs> but I know that this is the necessary process in order for me to grow. And I knew it. And it's still hard. But guess what? I'm still doing it. Like my being so sore that I almost fell down the stairs <laughs> <laughs> two days after leg day did not deter me from getting up and working out this morning. Right. Right. It might have deterred me from walking down the stairs, maybe sliding down the stairs on my butt. But, you know. Anyways, at the end of the day, this is a process that um, is that is so hard and it's so challenging. And we feel you, we feel your pain, and we understand that it's just it's exhausting. However, have hope, have hope, and it's possible. I, I, to I definitely want to say we're not saying life sucks, so get used to the pain. And <laughs> just it's painful, right? Yeah. 
there, there's something about it where if you can step into the pain, then life is beautiful yeah. and life is wonderful and, and it's enjoyable. You really don't know that until you try it. Right. Because it sounds ridiculous. There's, like there's I remember hearing that and thinking, no, because I'm, I'm pretty okay just being in this like cohabitating relationship right. where we're ignoring everything. So are right. you sure about that, Brandon? So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's true. And you have to step into it and try it before you can get out of those weeds. Right. I think God made, a, made us to, to have enjoyment, yeah. and to have peace, not just to have pain and suffering. So, Agreed. But that, without that pain, I don't think we'd have the, the joy. So Indeed. Indeed. Guys, we're so glad that you're here. We appreciate you listening. We love having you here. Um, this, this particular topic actually is applicable to so many challenges in life, no matter what it is. And yeah, it, it's, not just, it's not just uh, about sexual addiction and, and betrayal. So um, share this. Share this because um, this could be a, a great uplifting and positive episode for somebody who really needs it. Also love to have you guys review and, and rate uh, the podcast. Hop over there to iTunes. and Or Facebook. Yeah, or Facebook. Yeah. Um, but thanks for being here, you guys. Have a great week. See you guys.